Hello, I'm Jeremy Gray, and on today's installment of Indiana Unscripted, we talk to Kyle Cheesebro, assistant coach of Indiana baseball, a man who's helped engineer uh, a great tenure for Chris Lamonis. Our conversation is next. Happy to have joining us now on Indiana Unscripted is Kyle Cheesebro. Cheese, Hoosiers are off to a great start this year. Yeah, I appreciate you having me. We're uh, we're doing enough to win, so I'm uh, excited for the start so far. Well, let's uh, quickly kind of delve into your background a little bit before we talk about this year's team and IU baseball in general. Um People probably don't know this, but I used to be the uh, play-by-play man for uh, IU baseball, and I recall uh, calling several games in which you were uh, the starting catcher for the Louisville Cardinals, and you were the king of the two-out single up the middle. (laughs) I mean, you were just an Indiana killer. I I will take pride on being an Indiana killer as a player. Um, That was uh, some of the better games I've had, so... About the only games I had that were good, but I will uh, definitely take credit for uh, playing well against the Hoosiers at the time I was playing. You were, uh, if I recall, a two-sport athlete growing up. Football and baseball were your thing, uh, and you came out of uh, Western Pennsylvania. So why don't you why don't you give us a why, why don't you give us a little uh, background uh, in 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 baseball and your sporting background before you even got to Louisville? Sure, um, I. I, I Grew up in Dallas, but uh, well, I can kind of say I've been a mutt all over the place because I was a uh, brainwashed on saying I was being from Western PA because my whole family's from there. Now my dad's a football coach and uh, was a college football coach when I was born, so we moved around quite a bit, and he took over a high school in Dallas, Texas. Okay, so um, grew up in Dallas, had the opportunity to uh, play some football down there. I'm pretty sure you know Texas football is a big deal. And uh, I did not play for my dad. He was my cross-town rival. Wow. Yeah. Um, that was uh, that was fun. Now, you were a running back, right? I was a running back, did more probably in the, the slot receiver kind of role. I was an offensive guy. I liked having the ball in my hand kind of the same way as being a catcher. I liked to always be in the plays. And he was a defensive guy. So you, you could only imagine the, the hype of coming home and wanting to talk trash to your dad because um, <laughs> you knew he had to go up against his defense. Unfortunately... I never beat him. So um, he has the bragging rights on that. And he, they even beat me. And the reason why I went to the school I went to is because we were very good in baseball and um, had a guy who was a second rounder um, and had a lot of good baseball talent at the time. But his team wasn't great. The reason why I didn't go to his school um, and they actually beat us in baseball, too. So um, he wasn't a coach there, but he got to sit in the dugout. And he's probably my worst critic because I think more than him cheering for me I think he cheered against me because he knew he could get under my skin so um, I have to give him credit he's uh he's taking care of me through our sporting events against each other so um, he's got a notch up on me (laughs) so you're you're growing up in Dallas but you're a big Pittsburgh Steelers fan so you're a baseball guy and a Steelers fan so I liked you immediately (laughs) how was that experience in Dallas of all places being a Pittsburgh Steelers fan the greatest Right, I hate Dallas Cowboys um, for the most part. I like I said, I was brainwashed from a young age that I was going to be a Steeler fan. I probably was born with a terrible towel wrapped around me, um, so it was uh, it was a lot of fun because all your buddies um, were Dallas Cowboys fans. So growing up, I, there was a competitiveness um, from day one, and that was probably the reason why I was such a sports fan. But the whole Cheesebro side of my family is living in Pittsburgh now. Um, dad's retired he's up there and so 
um, that's where we spend a lot of our time now. And um, man, go Steelers! I think that's uh, if I wasn't a baseball coach, I would be a hundred percent into football. And I'm as the biggest fan you can imagine being a, being from Pittsburgh or being a Steeler fan. How did you get to uh, Louisville, especially with all the great baseball in the area of the country that you were playing in with a lot of SEC teams and a lot of Big 12 teams in that area? And at that time, Louisville was a power in the Big East. Yeah. No, I mean, I was, uh, you know, out of, out of high school, uh, I had the opportunity to get talked to quite a bit of teams. I mean, I, I was highly recruited. Now, I did have some other kids on my team that all played Division One baseball. I think there might have been 11 of us that left that year. Um, just in my senior class, so we were very talented. So your your high school baseball team had eleven, 11. Di- division one, eleven and a <laughs> second round draft pick on our team. So we we went all the way to state, lost to the Woodlands um, that year in '05, and then you know, unfortunately, I was wanting to go to Tulane. Katrina hit and the, and the flood, so I ended up going to a junior college and okay. a junior college out of Texas, um, and, and probably the best decision I could have made because. Obviously, for me, being in Texas, I wanted to play at the University of Texas. Well, they took my crosstown rival, like right across the road from me, 15 minutes down the road, the catcher who they signed ended up going to play for them. So I was like, well, where am I going? So I had a chance to play in junior college with a teammate who went to Louisville with me, John Dow. Um, He was a kickback from TCU, and we had a great First year in junior college, had an opportunity to play in an, an all-star, all-American type junior college game where Coach Lamonas had a chance to see me and him play, and they signed John Dow first. Um, he went up there, loved it, had a great experience, and then, um, you know, I think I, I got persuaded into going. They needed a catcher probably late in the summer, and um, I'll be honest, I didn't know where Louisville was. I knew they had a basketball team. At the time, it was the Big East. They haven't won. And uh, they got me up there. They were actually playing the University of Pittsburgh. And I think Coach Lamonis knew what he was doing. Had a great experience. Had a great time. Um, You know, enjoyed Coach Lamonis, Coach uh, McDonald, who's still the head coach there. He really sold me in his office. And I I think that was the decision to put me there at that spot. And I, I think that was the best decision I ever made. You're the son of a coach. Catchers often become baseball coaches. Seemingly catchers and second basemen are the ones that end up matriculating their way into becoming baseball coaches. When did you know that that was something you wanted to do? I I was around the game my whole life. I I really, to be honest, I don't know if there was anything else I would want to do um, other than be a part of a team um, in the coaching world. I knew I I was not going to play um, forever. And I know that sports have been my my life, and this is something that I really wanted to do. And I had the opportunity to uh, to sit down on a bus before the season ended. Um, my senior year at Louisville, and Coach Mack sat me down. He's like, "Do you want to get into coaching?" I said, "Coach, this is what I want to do." And um, I had the opportunity to go right into being a grad assistant there, and uh, it kind of kick started from that. Let's speak about Coach Lamonis, and you mentioned uh, how he knew what he was doing when he was recruiting you. When the job came open and Indiana was looking for a new head coach, uh, immediately Chris Lamonis's name came to mind. And then when we started digging more and more about him, what we kept hearing from travel ball coaches, other coaches across the country, people who cover college baseball, is Chris Lamonis is everywhere. Like, he will watch 16 hours of youth baseball games to try to find people and to connect with people. Speak to what he is like as a recruiter and maybe some of the method to his madness. 
I think you hit it on the head. He is an outstanding worker, and he will go all night if he had to just to get the job done, to get the kid, to get the recruit. Um, and we know in our business that if you don't have good players, then you're not going to be a very good team. Um, there is a development piece in baseball and probably every sport that you play, but from out hustling people and wanting to just be hard-nosed workers and getting after on the road or the grind, whatever you want to call it. It's a, um, you know, I I knew that just by when I got a chance to meet him when he was recruiting me coming all the way down to Texas um, and and just being everywhere. We had kids from all over the country playing for us. Now, um, you know, probably the one thing that especially you're hearing is, you know, he did such a great job in the state of Kentucky, Indiana, Illinois. And, um, you know, those places have great talent and great baseball players. And I think we've done an outstanding job just being here at Indiana, making sure that we keep these homegrown kids here at Indiana. You look at the roster and you see a lot of homegrown kids now on the roster. And it was a situation where you guys came in taking over a program that was successful beyond anything that had ever occurred at Indiana before. But largely it was with a different style speak to the transition to the style of play that I think the team is starting to employ now yeah I mean it was it's a hard thing sometimes when you're coming into a team that's had success you know sometimes it's easier to come in when you don't have success and you can come just put your foot down and say this is how we're going to do it but we had to adapt as well I mean there was talented players here still after that 2014 team when we had a chance to get in here and have a chance to coach them. I mean, the one thing that um, Tracy did a great job is these kids love to compete, and and I think that's the one thing we had to make sure that stayed here was I want competitive kids that want to die to be a Hoosier, Um, whether you're from California or from this part of the country. um, I think, like I said, that this is a a fun place to be, and kids love it here, and and I think we've really tried to keep that going um, with bringing our style of baseball and keeping it um, the way it used to be as well. One thing that is kind of cool uh, as somebody who loves uh, baseball and remembered what it was once like at old Sembauer Field when, when frankly, the, the general public didn't have particular interest in it, is that IU baseball has become a thing. Uh, not only is attendance good and then there's a tailgate culture that's been established around it. I mean – we're walking around the hallways last week and everyone in the athletic department's like it's 3-2 Indiana now we've reclaimed the lead there is real buy-in by the community to get behind this IU baseball program and I would imagine you've seen it play out on the recruiting trail and I think little kids want to be Indiana Hoosiers at some point I think the first thing I, I, I would take away from our first season was the fans and they were outstanding that that year that we came in here and um, man, it was it, it was overwhelming to the fan support that that was here, um, and, and that was exciting. I, I'm I'm glad everybody's jumping on board. I think baseball has really elevated its game as far as getting on television, um, promoting games. I think college baseball is fun to watch. We want our kids to have energy um, and play with ex- with excitement and, and allow them to really see and show their colors when they're out there playing. Um, unfortunately, sometimes that's the other way, but. Um, you know, we, we've always had an open-door policy. Let the kids come out to the park, let them run the bases, get out there. It, it's one sport where you get a chance to really have a real good fan 
player experience. You know, and we let our guys stay in the dugout after the game and sign autographs, win or lose. It does not matter. The kids don't care if you went over four or four for four. Um, their parents might. They might have grabbed that home run and they think that's pretty cool. But um, you're trying to win over everybody from when you're a coach, from the administration to your players to your fans. I mean, this this is a fun time of year um, because not only are we in season, but it's a fun time of year when. School's about to be out and kids have nothing to do and parents want to bring their kids to the park. It's a beautiful venue. We're about to get an outstanding new scoreboard. And um, I think the experience of just coming to watch Indiana baseball is uh, very exciting. You look across all relevant metrics, and Indiana at this point has established itself as the most consistent and best program in the Big Ten. But I think with Indiana's success, it's kind of drug a lot of the league along with it. Other schools are really taking it seriously. Like the Big Ten is much better than it was ten years ago. Much better. Um, you got a lot of good coaches in this league now. You know, we, we Eric Backish at Michigan, Rob Vaughn at Maryland. Um, you know, just even new coaches that have really done a really good job recruiting. Um, the venues are outstanding. You, I, I don't know if you could have said that five to you know even ten years ago what the Big Ten facilities were like, and now everybody's really buying in and putting really good parks up. Um, and that's that's fans, that's recruiting. Um, and, and like I said, the league and the RPI and things like that is, is huge um, when you're coming to play here. And then obviously in our league, I think the other schools are doing a really good job of finding great players. And education piece is big too for a lot of kids. You know, you're getting an outstanding education here um, like other schools in the Big Ten. And um, you can really see that kind of going forward now. Yeah, gone are the days of the 2013 team, which would sweep a weekend series in the Big Ten and their RPI would go down 15 spots. Like, it, it is a much stronger league, and I think that'll that'll play out better for, for everyone involved. Heading into this year, team was ranked preseason so far, living up to that billing, playing well. The one thing you, you notice about this team is depth on the mound and maybe the most athletic Indiana team I can recall. I would say you're you're right on there. We have a lot of depth on the position side too. You know, starting off the season, we played a lot of different lineups. Um, you know, still trying to figure out the pitching. We have great depth in the bullpen, which is one of the reasons why you're a great team is if you can pitch in the back end of games. And um, you know, have we played great? We've had good times, and we haven't played great at some times, but we are winning games. And I think that's the most important piece of it. You know, going even back to last year's team, you're, you know, these guys played a lot of tight games. And one thing about this team this year is we're finding ways to win late in ball games and being able to just extend enough where, you know, last year that was a little bit of a struggle for these guys. And there's a lot of guys on the team this year have played a lot of college baseball. And so that's a that's always a positive when you can have that out there. And um, obviously we know with great starting pitching and defense you have a chance to be in every game and timely hits is um, the name of the game your approach to uh hitting uh obviously it's probably different person to person you know what you're asking of lloyd is different than what you're maybe asking of houston but what is what is kind of the indiana approach to hitting um you got to know who you are you know i think you kind of nailed it on the head a little bit um you know when you're trying to put a lineup together you're trying to have a great blend of speed which you talked about having great athletes I think if you had to ask me what I want to look for um, as a recruiter I want the best athlete um, and obviously I want the best baseball player I think that's a that's a big part of it but um, you have to have a great blend from the top of the lineup all the way to the bottom um, you need some speed 
we obviously have some power. There's a guys through the middle of our lineup that, you know, we, we can really run some balls out of the park, and we can really run, you know, and steal some bases. You're going to see this team really be able to get on the bases and, and be able to have the freedom to run um, and, and put up runs. You know, that's the most important thing. You want to have a team that can put up runs um, day in and day out. You might not always – hitting's tough enough as it is, but can you have timely hits? Can you put up runs necessary more than them and, um, you know, try to win that way? Noticing the great Louisville teams that Indiana would constantly have to go against, uh, they just put balls in play. They put a lot of pressure on defenses. Uh, Maybe that's the one reason Joey Donato is particularly effective is that he went into every encounter expecting the ball to be put in play and accepted that rather than trying to strike out people. But Louisville teams just make you make 27 plays to get them out. Yeah, they were, they've always been good at that. You know, that's Coach Lamonis, you know, recruiting the right guys that, um, you know, don't strike out and move the ball and, and really trying to put pressure on the defense. College baseball, you know, even a even a bunt can be a, a flip of a coin if you're going to be safer out. And we always had speed um, and to put pressure on the defense, you know, and that that's the one thing, even though, um, you know, being a Hoosier now, I'd I love Donato, but as a Louisville Cardinal, I hated that guy. Um, <laughs> he was uh, very talented, and he could strike you out, but yeah. it was not easy even being able to get on the base pads. You know, we always wanted to run, and that was always been our style is, man, move, get the next guy yeah. over, and still you couldn't do that against Donato. No. So just you had to go base to base or had to try to hit a ball out, which he never gave you the opportunity to. Um, you know, and so this team is – you know, we're, we fight that. We're trying to put the ball in play as much as we can and just hit something hard and, and make the defense throw you out. That's the main thing, especially when you have these type of runners and these athletes. Um, and put the ball in play, make these guys throw you out, and really put pressure on the defense. I was talking to Coach Lamonis before the year and, you know, just what's the lineup going to be? And he kept naming 12 people or 13 people. How do you keep 13 really good starting quality baseball players happy? That That's hard. And I think we're still dealing with that right now is what is our best lineup? You know, I mean, we still have a lot of competition going on in second base, um, a lot of competition at first and DH. I mean, we have some really talented hitters that unfortunately might not get as many at-bats as they should or um, maybe a guy's playing really good or you're looking at matchups. That's the one thing now in the scouting world and you're you're trying to deal with, you know, facing other opponents is what – are their weaknesses and what are our strengths? You know, is this guy going to fit better or is he going to play better in this lineup against this kid and does he hit better against lefts um, so or rights, however it works out? And then sometimes it's a speed opponent um, that may, may play out and then you look up and the wind's blowing out 30 miles an hour. Well, I'm going to put a, maybe a guy that can run a ball out of the park a little bit more in, in the game. So all those come into play. And, uh, yeah, it, it, it's tough when you have about 12, 13 14 guys that can play on a regular basis and, and when that's the positive about this team is we have so much depth that um you know you, you feel confident running those guys out when they're when they're called upon you were talking about different situations maybe necessitating different people playing one thing I've noticed about coach Lamonas from an early stage is he's always looking for an edge he is definitely in to the analytics the film world that is part of IU baseball identity now yeah I, I, it has to be I, you know the game's changing um there's so much out there on video and games on TV that you know if you just sit down and watch you have an idea of um what they like to do you know and that that's something as a coach you know you have to put your guys in the best situations possible um does it always play out no but you're hoping that you've done more 
homework on your opponent than they have done for you. And you just try to put your guys in the best situation. So, you know, a lot of our work now, um, you know, especially just going through the season the last few years is, you know, watching film, trying to get the best out of, you know, out of your opponent and seeing what their weaknesses are and, and trying to, to exploit them when you can. Sometimes the difference between a very good and a not very good team is what type of people your older and better players are. And it seems like you've got a good group of older, more experienced players who also are willing to lead their team. There's a lot of guys that are bought in, you know, and I I say that word because we've been here long enough that, you know, the older guys know what we expect out of them. And, and, you know, as much as we are involved um, with coaching and motivating, you know, it's going to be what the leadership is as the older guys run the clubhouse. You know, we always talk about, you know, the leadership is inside the clubhouse and how that clubhouse is um, molded together. You know, and I think our older guys have done a really good job on teaching the young guys how we do things. That's on the road, at the hotels, um, how we get on flights and things like that. I think they have done an outstanding job with that and just trying to lead guys and making sure that, you know, when they leave, is this program better when they leave it? as when the next guy comes around. So they've done an outstanding job. And, you know, I I, I put a lot on, you know, the older guys. Even Craig Didolo, who left, he just showed up every single day. And, um, you know, you you wish he was still back. But that kid has a chance to be very successful, not only in baseball but in life because of how he he handled himself as a ball player every single day. And I'm hoping, you know, the older guys have seen that and then they can kind of keep that tradition going and, and lead the young guys through the year. Because those young guys, you know, you gotta you got to need those guys at the end of the year. One thing uh, that I think is underrated with a program is a certain level of swagger or how they carry themselves. And I just got back from our swim and dive trip to Minneapolis where they won the Big Ten Championship, and there was something about following our swimmers and divers when they walked into the, the aquatic center there that the other teams kind of looked at them, you know, like, well, there's Indiana. I feel like the baseball program at Indiana has that too, that they walk on the field with an expectation to win and that they feel 2% better than maybe they actually are because, or 5% better than they actually are because they're wearing the Indiana uniform. It seems like a program that's got that it thing that's hard to describe, and that matters. It does 100%. I, we, we talk about it all the time. I, we want to be number one in the country. Um, we will not shy away about that or 15th in the country. We always have a bullseye on our chest. When, um, when we walk into the park, people want to beat you. You know, there's a lot of kids out there who wanted to play at Indiana um, and all the other schools that are in our state and in our conference. Um, I would imagine they they want to always play well against Indiana. And we 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 love that. We like the competition piece because um, you, you come to our practices, you come to to watch us play. We're going to compete. And that's where, you know, just being able to have the edge of, you know, knowing your opponent and knowing what you're doing. And we won't ever take anybody lightly, but we do like to come in. Think we're going to walk away with a W here, and and making sure that our guys know that when they're walking into the park, confidence in baseball is um, probably the best and most important thing you can have. You have no confidence; it's hard to play this game. Looking ahead to uh, the Big Ten schedule this year, it looks like it's going to be a deep conference. Um, that no weekends off. Who are? What are some of the challenges awaiting Indiana in the Big Ten this year? 
I just think the teams have gotten better, you know, and so you, you don't have a weekend where you can walk in and say, all right, we're going to come in and just even if we don't play good, you're going to win these games. And I, I, you can't look at any team in this league and say, hey, we can just walk in and beat these guys um, like the past, you know, and so that's uh, there's a big challenge ahead of us in the Big Ten. You know, we're, we're trying to win it. I want to be, and this team, I can tell you right now, wants to be the Big Ten champs at the end of the year. And, and that's where you have to take care of business day in and day out against any Big Ten opponent. Um, and we've been we've been telling our guys from day one that that's our goal. It's not so much of hosting, going to Omaha. I want to be a Big Ten champ and go from there and, and take care of business because you know we we do we have a we have a tough road ahead of us in the Big Ten. We always play the toughest teams. It seems like, and uh, we, we're up for the challenge for sure. One thing that Tracy Smith started, you guys have carried on, is you try to you try to schedule tough in the non-conference as well. Uh, you're not going for layups weekend after weekend early in the year. I mean, you immediately hit the ground running against teams that have very recently gone to or won the College World Series, so that should help too. I I like that. I, I like that we play tough teams early. Um, you have to when you're in the Big Ten. RPI is a big piece of it, um, just in college baseball in general. And so when you get out there and you have the opportunity to play some tough teams early um, and take care of business, it sets you up later in the year. Um, when you lay out your resume against other people, you know, what does it say? Where's your RPI at when you, when you want to sit down and you want to host and take care of business? Um, you know, taking care of those opponents early in the year is a, is a big deal. Other than stealing my food in uh, the training tables uh, during lunch, uh, what are your plans for the what are your plans for the future? Do you want to be a head college baseball coach? I, I do, I do. This has been a great. Um, place to start, and I, I guess I have to give you kind of the credit. We talked about it at lunch the other day. Not that I stole your food, but if we don't hire Coach Lamonis, Coach Cheese doesn't have the opportunity to coach here. So I, I had to thank you for that. Um, when, when you said that, I was kind of funny. Um, but yeah, I, I do. I, I, I do have a passion for this. Um, I love what I do. I love where I'm at. I love who I coach for. Um, that that that's including Coach Bunn, our pitching coach, Roger Roderhaver. Our, opera- our operations, Zach Lucas, our volunteer. We've had some great volunteers through the years. And, um, you know, you surround yourself with good people. That That's a lot of it, you know. And obviously, you know, when you keep going through um, this process of each year trying to keep getting yourself better, you know, hopefully when you when you have the opportunity to move on, you've set yourself up good and you, you find a good place to be at. Well, I can tell you as the old radio man for IU Baseball to, to have the whole community excited about – the sport and the stands full and the reserved area seating sold out weeks upon weeks before the season starts. And then even having a six-year-old who wants to wear Jeremy Houston's number, um, it's a special thing for IU baseball, and it's uh, it's going to be really exciting as the home games roll around. So thanks so much for joining us. You got it. That wraps up this week's installment of Indiana Unscripted. Another great episode next week. Thanks so much for joining us.